imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say that this is end times this virus is breaking us down just like an enzyme there's pedophiles leaving men and women childrenless these politicians are dummies and the devil's a ventriloquist Stemming from Epstein's Island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists to accept the microchip. Yo, Josh, thank you for your service. Salute. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I am your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. And I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, and father. What's up, brother? How you doing, Jason? What's up, man? How's everybody going tonight? What's up, Dave, Josh? <laughs> God bless <Yes>. you guys. <laughs> God bless you too, bro. Yeah, so we have a, a you know returning guest. Uh, every time he's, he's on Mount Crushmore, every time he comes on, he just crushes it. And we wanted to uh, come back. And I think we're going to be uh, – let me introduce our guest. Dave Gardner, what's up, brother? Welcome back. How you doing? Hey guys, thanks for having me back again. No problem. I almost jumped right into the intro on accident. All right. So uh, thank you so much, Dave, for coming back on. Uh, Dave has already been on a few different episodes. If you guys want to kind of, if you're new to the channel, uh, what I would like to ask you guys to do, please, if you could subscribe, if you guys could hit the like button, if you could comment, and if you could share, because right now we lost 40 uh, subscribers uh, Cause what happened is we got a strike on YouTube and then we lost like 40 subscribers. So I don't know if they're playing games or what, if they're trying to blackball us, but anyways, guys, please help us subscribe so we can kind of grow. This is going to be, um, this episode is going to be, uh, exposing the new age part two. And I think we're going to connect, uh, you know, exposing the new age a little bit with the millennial kingdom and, uh, the age of Aquarius and stuff like that. So I'm going to go ahead and go, uh, I'm going to go over just a, uh, a recap. So of the new age beliefs, it includes tarot cards, psychic readings, holistic healing, Reiki, mysticism, Gnosticism, witchcraft, sorcery, paganism, pantheism, uh, esoteric practices, occultism, yoga, divination, meditation, reincarnation, astral projection, uh, law of attraction. Okay, guys, and spiritualism. All right. And my verse for this uh, uh, show is going to be Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14. When you come into the land, which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall be found among you any... 
There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire or one who practices witchcraft uh, or a soothsayer or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead. For those who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God for these nations which you will dispose, uh, which will disposes, listen to soothsayers and diviners. Uh, but as you, the Lord your God, has not appointed such for you. Okay, guys. So as you notice, a lot of the stuff that I just uh, kind of, uh, some of the beliefs are actually named uh, by name in the Bible right here. And they're saying that they're abominations, okay? Spiritualism, uh, that is actually, uh, that is talking to spirits, you know? It is, it's basically, uh, it's talking to the dead, okay? So it's like necromancy. So they believe that they, they have like a spirit guide. Um, it's kind of like what people do when they start doing mushrooms or they start getting really heavy into DMT. What they do is they they smoke the DMT or they 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 take it out of a frog and I don't I don't really know how you really do it I don't know if you smoke it or inject it or whatever, but you're trying to find a spirit guide that's walking you through you know different things. But um, what it is is as we know, man, it, those those are demons. Okay, that's demons that are doing that. So what will happen is as you get deeper and deeper into the psychedelic movement or you start getting deeper and deeper into the DMT, you're gonna realize that those aren't angels that are helping you. Those aren't. There's no good spirits and bad spirits, okay? There's the angels and there's demons or there's fallen angels, okay? But angels are not going to come to you through a DMT trip, dude. That just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? It's going to be demons that are going to act, okay, like, like the devil. He comes like a, as an angel of light. Yeah, that's what happens. So do demons. They could do the same thing. Uh, so can fallen angels. They could do the same thing. They can come to you like an angel of light. They can know the Bible better than you can. You know what I mean? But you guys got to be careful with this type of stuff. But um, one thing I wanted to say before we get into it is something as simple as yoga. Okay, guys, I know that yoga is, is uh, you know, stretching, working out. But I mean, what, what is what did yoga derive from? Uh, it derived from the root word. Uh, it's huge. It says that it, it's to attach, join and to yoke. Okay. Um, yoga is, uh, you know, ultimately came uh, from, from Hinduism. Okay. So that, that's, that's a different religion. Okay. Uh, it's basically yoking with Brahma is what they used to try to do back in the day. That's what it was. That's their God. That's their Hindu God. So, um, they would do different poses to try to like attract spirits to them. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it means to be yoked and, and what they were trying to do is to be yoking with Brahma. Okay. So, uh, if I was to start a church, you know, and have like a physical fitness class and you have a yoga class, I'm just letting you guys know that God is not going to be for that, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to put anybody down for doing yoga or anything like that. I just want to just show you something as simple as that, you know, is, 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 uh, you got to find out what the root to this stuff is, you know, before you start doing it, you know, you could be, uh, doing some abominations that you don't even know. And they say six out of 10 Christians actually have these new age beliefs, at least one of them. Uh, that they're actually doing, you know, so it's pretty interesting, but um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, uh, oh, I have to ask you one question real quick, Dave, before we start, this is from this gentleman, Matt, he asked me if you knew, uh, could you please ask Dave if he knows Chabad Lubavitch, I don't know who that is, but <laughs> I think it might be some Zionist or something, I don't know, uh, have you ever heard of that person? No, that's a okay. great name though, I'm going to have to, uh, it's C-H-A-B-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A-D-A
L-U-B-A-Vich. So I will uh, do some research on it and I'll send it to you and, 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 I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll find out who it is. He just wanted to ask if you knew him. <laughs> I don't know if he's a scientist or what, but anyways. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's do this. Um, I have some more verses I could go over, but um, do you want to kind of get a little bit into the, uh, to, to the, to the new age stuff? Or do you want to start with the age of Aquarius? I mean, I could, I could, you know, break some stuff down too, you know? Yeah. So uh, when I, when I started studying the new age stuff, what I got concerned about was, was they were teaching some doctrines that I saw matched up to some of the doctrines that I, that I grew up in church hearing. Okay. Of this, of this coming age of Aquarius or golden age or thousand years of peace or in the biblical terms, the millennial kingdom. Right. And so you have to be very careful as Josh was exposing some of those uh, doctrines and warnings right out, of, right out of the book of Moses there in Deuteronomy. Uh, Paul also was warning about the Gnostics even in his day, right? And then Gnostic gospels popped up in the second century. So uh, everything about the new age is spiritual stuff and they will do everything possible to discount the written word. Always discount the written word and to elevate man to God's status. And Jesus Christ obviously de-elevated to, well, he became Christ and we can become like that too, right? Yeah. So if you get those basic concepts down, you can kind of debunk most of it. But at the end of the day, all we have is the written word. So Christians have the written word. And when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you see that written word and you believe it. You're not looking for a spiritual experience to teach, to bring you to truth. And I hear a lot of those people, they will bash the scriptures. They will say the Vatican tampered with it or this tampered it and that tampered with it. Exactly. And Jesus said, my word will never pass away. Heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will never pass away. So if we believe that he is powerful enough to create the entire world, he's powerful enough to sustain his word to us so in the new age they will always attack the word and they will attack paul uh a lot they don't like paul they will invert the god of the old testament and say that was a bloodthirsty god because the god that they want to put forth is he's all about love and he's all about <laughs> elevating us and i um, i had some uh i had some scripture that that would um that would definitely go with that but Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Put it in there. Go ahead. Uh, Second Timothy three verses 16 through 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may, may be complete, thoroughly equipped with for every good work. So the New Testament, the Old Testament, all scripture. So listen, all the New Agers, the Gnostics, the dualists, please stop saying the God of the Old Testament is Lucifer. Okay, that's another thing they do, Dave, is they try to say the God of the Old Testament is Lucifer, right? Um, you guys are referring to God the Father, you know what I mean? It, it, and especially if you're like a conspiracy podcaster and you're supporting, you're basically supporting the religions of the Illuminati, the New World Order, the Freemasons, the Jesuits, the Rosicrucians. When you start having that Gnostic belief, that's that's you're supporting all the people that we're trying to expose is what I wanted to kind of kind of hit home. I see all these podcasters, some of our conspiracy podcasts that bring me on their podcasts and they're trying to talk like this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Why are you teaching the same stuff to your people that the that the new world order 
wants you to be teaching. The Illuminati, the Freemasons, the Jesuits, Rosicrucians, all these secret societies, they're practicing all these things, you know? They're practicing the new age, the duality, the Gnostic religion. Dave sent me an amazing video, thank you for that, right, where this gentleman was breaking it down to a T. So go ahead though, I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to interrupt. No, that's that's great stuff. Um, so I, I started looking into some of that because I wasn't big up on the new age, but one, when I become more familiar with the new age doctrines, I start seeing them, actually they've been integrated into the churches. And so uh, there's, so that guy's channel that Josh was talking about, he's got a lot of new age uh, videos on his channel. Uh, it's called the Christian uh, Video Vault. He also has another channel called Theophilus Most Excellent. And then probably Alexandra is another one that exposes both the new age plus the, you know, the other stuff, the Freemasons to see, she exposes the whole thing with the dark and the false light. So you have that duality. Mm, and as Josh said earlier, we went over these scriptures, Satan disguises himself as an angel of the light and his apostles disguise themselves as apostles of Christ as workers of righteousness, right? So they can speak out against the dark and then we don't recognize it. We're like, oh, he's speaking out against LGBTQ. So he must be a, a good guy. Right? Uh, not necessarily because he came out against that, but then just injects his own in there. So I, last show I, I hit hard and I said the, the basic doctrines of Christ can expose almost all of this error because whether you're in a false Christianity situation or if you're in the new age, Christ is not on the throne over all things, right? And if you look up the basic definition, the basic Greek word under the word Lord, it's. Ah, it froze. All right, guys, sorry, we're having some technical. For some reason, it froze. We're having some little technical difficulties, but, uh, you know, we're going to work through it. <laughs> Can you hear me, Josh? Yep. Go ahead again, man. I don't know why. It's just, it's just freezing. It's because we're getting. They probably don't like what we're talking about right now. You know, we're crushing it on uh, all <laughs> right. the evil, man. <laughs> so Jesus is Lord. If you if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, right? Romans 10, 9. Mm -hmm. The word Lord there, is, the Greek word under Lord is kurios, which means the supreme ruler and controller. So when we say Jesus is Lord, that's what we're saying. But in Matthew chapter whole bunch of people come to jesus and they say this is at the this right lord lord we we did all these works in your name we prophesied in your name we cast out demons in your name you'll say depart from me i never knew you well did you did you know him did did you know that he is lord on high over all things right satan's not lord of this world that's an mm -hmm. inversion and that's part of that occult inversion in the last 150 years that penetrated churches we exposed that a little last time so yes. it's the doctrines of Christ, and then the definition of the kingdom, right? So when you look at the Bible, in the Old Testament, you had the Davidic covenant and the Davidic kingdom, which was also called the Messianic kingdom. You get to the New Testament, you have the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of the Son, right? Well, those terms aren't found in the old testament in in that specific terminology but they are all one and the same there is only one kingdom and that's what the church through stuff like dispensationalism has kind of separated well that that davidic 
kingdom, that messianic kingdom, that's not the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven that's described here. It's been postponed and we did go through some of that stuff. Yeah. But when you when you get to Revelation 20, which is the only place in the entire Bible where you find a thousand year period, and it's mentioned six times in uh, 10 little verses there in half the chapter of Revelation 20. People will go to the book of Revelation to pull to, to create their doctrine instead of is my doctrine here in the Revelation? Does it is it compatible with the rest of Scripture? And usually it's not because I ask people, where do you find the millennial kingdom in the rest of the Bible? Well, they can't find it in the New Testament. So they go to the Old Testament and they'll pull out of Ezekiel or Isaiah or Zechariah and they'll say, well, this is the millennial kingdom here. And they'll interpret it uh literally and yeah. like like living waters flowing out of jerusalem well you know i haven't seen that yet so must not have happened well <laughs> jesus said to the woman at the well you know i have living water he come he, he who comes to me will never thirst again and she's like give me some of that water i'm tired of going to the well and drawing yeah. water <laughs> and he said he who hears these words of mine and believes me will have living water flowing out of his belly right and so the gospel, then he told the disciples, stay in Jerusalem, you will receive power from on high, and then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost ends of the earth. So Zechariah, that's Zechariah chapter 14, living waters flowing out of Jerusalem happened. That was Pentecost and the gospel going out to the world, right? So they don't, they don't see the fulfillments through spiritual eyes in the promises of, of, of the Old Testament. That's why the New Testament, it defines the promises of the kingdom in the Old Testament, right? And how is this important with New Age? Well, the New Age also preaches the kingdom of God. They say it's within you. They say, well, Jesus told Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world, so it's not here or it's within you. They use those phrases. And a lot of Christians will say that Jesus said his kingdom wasn't here. So that means it's future. Well, one chapter before in John chapter 17, where he's praying his high priestly prayer to the father, he says, I am not of this world. And they, his followers, they are not of this world. But I pray that you keep them in the world and that you protect them from the evil one. Right. So we're not of this world, but we certainly are here right? So his kingdom is not of this world because it's a heavenly kingdom sent from heaven. It's a spiritual kingdom. It's not a physical geopolitical kingdom, right? Now, when you interpret the kingdom passages, you know, I've gone through Psalm 110, and that's probably one of the most important ones. Uh, let me read Matthew Henry's comment on it real quick. Matthew Henry was a uh, I think it was a Presbyterian back in the uh, 18th century. Psalm 110 says, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies, right? So here's his comment on it, on, on verse two. He says, the rod of thy strength or his strong rod. This meant his everlasting gospel, the power of the Holy Ghost. This strong rod God sent forth he poured out 
on those that preach the word out of Zion, for there the spirit was given, and the preaching of the gospel among all nations must begin at Jerusalem. He should have a kingdom set up in the world beginning at Jerusalem. The kingdom of Christ took rise from Zion, the city of David, for he was the son of David and was to have the throne of his father, David. So, so that's the kingdom. It's real, but it's spiritual. So it is both spiritual and physical. It's spiritual because it's in us and it's regenerated us, but it's physical because we're here in the world. So mm -hmm. I would argue that dispensationalism and the new age are kind of a dialectic <clears throat> opposed to each other in those aspects, but they're, I think they're both wrong, right? In, in that aspect, in the definition of the kingdom. Yeah. And uh, what is really scary is when you go to Daniel chapter seven and uh, in Daniel chapter seven, you have a, a vision of, it says, I saw in the night visions and behold, one like the son of man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days and brought him near before him. And there was given him a dominion, glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away in his kingdom that shall not be destroyed. And so he gets the kingdom, right? It's an everlasting kingdom, right? I will build my church upon this rock and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But you go through it, that chapter, the rest of the chapter, and there's still beasts going on that are still battling the saints, right? Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is the beast that is described here as a head with 10 horns, just like Revelation chapter 17, head with 10 horns, right? And it, and it says that he, he spake, he made war with the saints and prevailed against him, right? And that same language is used in Revelation chapter 13 with, with the sea beast, right? And... What's really interesting is in verse 25, he says, and he, we're talking about one of the horns that came out of the 10 horns, will speak great words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high and think to change the times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand for a time, times and a dividing of time. But judgment will sit and they shall take away his dominion and consume it and destroy it in, in the end. So when the judgment comes, it's going to be taken away. But right before that, he's going to change the times and the laws, and they're given into his hand, right? And so when we look at the earth beast, and I explained that last time, you have a earth beast that looks like a lamb, but speaks like a dragon, yeah. where the sea beast was openly warring against the saints, right? So the sea beast was not looking like a lamb, right? It, it represents the dragon. Right. And it's warring openly against the saints. But then this earth beast comes in and he's far trickier. He looks like Christ, but he speaks like the devil. Mm. So this guy, he's thinking to change the times and the laws. And this is my theory. This is not doctrine. Uh, but I think that if you match it up with with the time before judgment, that it matches up to your second Thessalonians chapter two, and it matches up to your, your beasts in the book of revelation. What times and laws, the timing of the kingdom and the law is the new covenant. It's the gospel because that's the law that everybody is judged on when Christ returns, right? Second Thessalonians, uh, 
chapter one, verse seven through 10. And it says that, that Jesus, Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire to take vengeance upon them that do not know God and that do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So this, this final horn is going to change the timing of the kingdom is what I think because everybody, most people within Christianity, they're looking for a future thousand years of peace, right? Yeah, yeah. Looking for this millennial kingdom. Well, Christ said, Matthew 28, 18, all power in heaven and earth is given to me. He ascended to the right hand of the father. If you look in the Old Testament, like Zechariah chapter six, it says he will be a priest on his throne. He will rule on his throne and he will be a priest on his throne. If you look at a lot of the dispensationalists, they will say he's a priest only. He's not a king until he returns to earth in so, Jerusalem. You know, the thousand the writer of Hebrews. I'm sorry. What's that? With the thousand year, like, you know, the thousand year reign that they talk about, um, a lot of dispensationalist pastors will say that there's going to be a thousand years where like maybe some people won't die. They'll live the whole thousand years. It's going to be all peace. Why, why do they say it's like, where, where, where are we placing the thousand years where if you're not, if you're not a dispensationalist, that's what I was wondering. That thing is, that's kind of tough. That's the hard part, right? Well, see, see, if you're always concentrating on the thousand years, you're not looking for, you're not waiting, you're not being taught the, the second coming of Christ. You have to understand that's not being taught in the pulpits, really. Like they don't, they don't, they're not preaching a lot of those churches and the churches that you're talking about. You're, they're not looking for the second coming of Christ. They're looking for that. that you're concentrating on a thousand. They're looking years. for the rapture. That's what they're looking for. Well, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying you're yeah. concentrating on that. You got to understand right. you, you have to be ready. You have to be watchful. Oh. You have to be vigilant. You have to study the Bible. You have to study the word and you have to take it. Right. God means what he says and says what he means. You have yeah. to, you have to sit, you have to understand that. That's, that's, if you're going to tell people about this stuff, you have to understand, like, if you're going to read the word, you have to understand the context. You can't just go from one, you, you just can't well, just a piece of scripture and be like, oh, this is doctrine. Yeah. The, the, the gospel is still the gospel, and that's something that's not taught in the, in the pulpits either. It is yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight what? from the blood of Christ, you are you are forgiven for your sins, and and and, and, if you, and, you, and it's by scripture. That's what it says, Paul says, and if you, in 2 Corinthians, or 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4, that is it. You have that is that is the blood is not taught about and like you got Catholics teaching they do they do a, a, a transubstantiation where if you you take this you you have Jesus in you all day long this is where this stuff comes from the Reformation changed it's you gotta say tradition is not this is you, you start doing too many traditions you phase out the deity of Christ you start phasing out God God's your friend God's your buddy he's got he, he no matter what he's not you have to be in fear of God. You have to fear him. Where's your ob? Your, you have the fear. That's, that's something, uh, Dave. Uh, what Jason just said right now. Uh, that's something I, I've also gone up against. Is is um, they will say, "My God, I don't need to fear my God. My God is love. My God is love. He's all love. He's the, he would never send everybody to hell. He would. He would. That's the kind of stuff I'm dealing with out there with these with some of the new age people, man. It's it, it's, it's, it is. It is because they've they've redefined the biblical. That's a good point, Jay. Of- they've redefined the biblical definitions of love and peace and so on and so forth. Right. Uh, the lo- love from God is different, right? It, it is truth. You will, you will worship God in spirit and in truth and yeah. peace that we get is, is peace from the wrath of God. It's not peace between our fellow men. That's what they think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jesus said, 
I did not come to bring peace, but I come to bring a sword, right? To divide even households, right? Yeah. Because of the gospel. Nothing's more offensive than the full, than the true gospel. And as Jason was uh, talking about 1 Corinthians uh, 15 uh, verses 1 through 4, I, I would argue that that's just the atonement part of the gospel. If you keep going in chapter 15, you get down to, for Christ must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. And the last enemy that shall be defeated is death. And so the gospel of the kingdom is not what is preached anymore. Only the gospel that they call this gospel of grace, yeah. which is just the atonement. And the atonement is, is instrumental part of the gospel because you can't be reconciled back to God without the, the crucifixion of Christ, the, the blood atonement, right? This is my blood of the new covenant, the new Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. It's, it's said at communion, right? Wow. That's what Christ said at the last supper. So if I look at revelation chapter 20, I'm going to go there real quick. Uh, and I covered the first verse? three verses. Okay. Uh, revelation chapter 20 and what verse are we on? I'm going to go to verse. Sure. I'm going to look at verses four through six. Now okay. I covered verses one through three, which was the binding of Satan. And I gave my, uh, my, reason why i thought the binding of satan happened at the cross and we read through all those uh, verses and i don't think i posted those verses in the comments from the last video i look i was just looking at before the show so i will i will do that because i read them off my sheet uh okay. so verse four we're it, we're going to talk about the reign of christ and i saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them and i saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of jesus christ and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed is holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with them a thousand years. So what I ask people two questions on these three verses, right? I asked them, does it say if Jesus is reigning on earth or heaven? Well, it doesn't, right? And I asked them, are we talking about a bodily resurrection or are we talking about souls? I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, right? So Revelation chapter, uh, verse, chapter 20, verse four to six, I would, you, you have to view that as a vision of heaven. Now, if you go back to uh, chapter six and you go to the fifth seal and it says, uh, verse nine, Revelation six, nine, it says, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar, the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony, which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, Lord, holy and true, dost thou judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth, right? So this is a vision in heaven, in clearly in verse 6, uh, 9, and those are souls under the altar, right? So you go back to Revelation chapter 20, verse 4 to 6, Jesus is reigning, and the souls of them were resurrected. And so I don't, I don't think I hear a people teaching about the first resurrection and the second resurrection the first resurrection happens at conversion right and if you go to uh, john chapter 5 uh, verse 24 jesus says verily verily i say unto you he that 
heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So if you hear the words of Christ and you believe him, right, when his spirit comes in you, you are quickened. So if anybody wants to use the King James Version with an online search, uh, search in the New Testament quick or quicken or quicketh and look at what Paul is talking about when you are quickened in Christ. And you'll find mm -hmm. that again in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 also when he talks about the first man, Adam, death came by him. But through the last Adam, Christ, you know, you're quickened in him. So the quickening I never noticed that uh, conversion. I never noticed that part too, bro. It's that, that it says souls in revelation. Yes. Uh, i I didn't notice that myself, man. That's something I didn't notice. I'm glad you pointed that out. I never right. noticed. So, that. so revelation chapter 20, verse four to six, you'd have a hard time putting that on earth because the souls of them are not going to come reign with Christ. You know, it, the body resurrection. Now let's go through some of some of those, right? I mean, if you go to the New Testament, your second coming doctrine you get from the Gospels and Epistles. You don't go to Revelation chapter 20 and try to get your second coming doctrine out of there, Revelation chapter 19, because Revelation chapter 20 is not in chronological order after chapter 19. Uh, the first, I would say, nine verses are going to precede Revelation chapter 19. Because I view Gog and Magog going out to gather to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. I view that as the battle of Armageddon. That's the same battle that's being described in Revelation chapter 16. So yeah, I, I think we already, you, we already did a show these, on that. So. We did. Yeah, we, we did. did a show on that in case so you guys you, want to go back and listen to that. Yeah. So if you go to your second coming doctrine scriptures, I read one of them earlier. It was 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 through 10 where Jesus is coming in flaming fire to punish those in everlasting destruction who do not obey the gospel of Christ, right? So that happens when he comes. Jude 1, uh, 14 through 15, it says, Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed. And of all their hard speeches of ungodly sinners spoken against him. So, and then in Second Peter chapter three, verses seven through thirteen, again it says the, the day of the Lord uh, comes like a thief, right? Thief mm -hmm. in the night, in verse ten, in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements of the earth shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Looking for and hastening unto the day day of God. So we look toward his promise of a new heavens and a new earth. So Peter wasn't looking towards a kingdom, right? And again, what is the millennial kingdom going to offer us? See, we, we have this in our mind that we're offered this 1,000 year peace. Uh, that's, you know, the post-millennial viewpoint teaches that. Pre-millennial viewpoint also teaches that. But what does Christ have to get by coming back to earth? He already has all power in heaven and earth. The book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not the revelation of how God deals with Jews in Israel. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ as the king. It's a book of the king and the king ruling and reigning from on high. And if you look at the Old Testament, like I said earlier, the priesthood and the kingship of Christ cannot be separated. 
He is a priest on his throne. But then the writer of Hebrews says if he was on earth, he would not be a priest because he's from the tribe of Judah and from the uh, uh, not from the line of uh, Levi. Levi. Uh, Levi, yeah. Yeah. Okay, the first so, priest were Levites. Okay, so yeah, but, but Melchizedek was also a priest and king, high priest and king, and then that's what they try to. I want, I want to that you should be try to attain that ship like that, like that. That's a that's something that you want to. He, he he. I I feel like you, you mentioned that Second Peter coming like a thief in the night, and if 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 you go back to to Revelations, uh, where where the church of Sardis. He says that he said, I'll come like a, I'll come like a thief and you will not know. That's what I'm saying. When you, when you read this stuff, God, God rewards the diligence. So if you get into it and you, I, I feel like it's a timeline, man. And I really do think that's really true because that would be the, where the reformation happened. And, and, and I really feel that this is where all this starts to split off where they started to pervert. You start to pervert the word of God and taking it your own way. And it's just, it just, it's like when, when it's like how the devil just married the church. He married him. He, he can't beat him. I'll join him. I'll, I'll, I'll start perverting the word. And, and if it goes through that long, you can start to actually fade. Like I said, you could phase something out very easily by just, just, just stop teaching it generational, generational. After like 60, 70 years, 100 years, you could actually phase out and probably phase out. That's, that's why we need to try to phase out this new age stuff, man. We need to that, stop, we need to like stop it in his tracks. Yeah. So that we can, these people that are new age, hopefully we can actually reach them in some way. You know, we can, we can teach them what the, what the real truth is, but, um, but they're okay. Accept, but they're accepting quick. abortions or accept that they, they accept. Yeah, yeah. Real no, quick, so Dave. think about it. The widely acceptance of, of these type of things, homosexuality, transgenderism, abortions. It's all duality right the, there. But that's the punishment. But, but, but look at, look at, look at uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah wasn't destroyed because of homosexuality. They were destroyed because of the widely acceptance of it. Okay, so they were, everyone condoned it. It's cool. All the men were in that city wanted to make, make, do that perversely with the angel. So you got to understand that. And when it's widely condoned and you're, you're just condoning it, you're not saying anything against it. You're not trying to say, hey, man, this isn't right. You shouldn't really believe this stuff because it's not real. This is not what's taught. You don't read history. You don't, you don't line it up. You're, you're, you're just being fooled. And, and that's not good. That's not good. You, you don't want to be fooled. You don't want to be Eve in the, in, the, in, 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 the, in the garden. Just get duped into something that you shouldn't even be doing at all. At yeah. all. And it starts so, in the homes. Have your church. You should start having a church at home. Dude. That, that's what I feel like. You should start having church at homes. Um, okay. So back. Okay. Let's, let's get back to what you're, you're speaking of. So, okay. So let's say, you know, the, when Christ does come back, right? The second coming that that's, do you believe Dave that he's coming to earth to judge the judge everybody? Or do you believe that he's doing it from heaven? I, I, I what, what do you think? So he is, he's judging that you have the great white throne judgment where he judges everybody, the resurrection yeah. of the dead and judgment. And you find that in Matthew chapter, 13, uh, verse 40 through 43, the wheat and the tares, yeah. right? He's ruling in the midst of his enemies, Psalm 110. Uh, the Pharisees said, show us the kingdom. And he said, the kingdom comes not with observation, right? It's in the midst of you. So he didn't say it's not here. He said, it's in the midst of you. It comes not with observation. So when he comes, he is coming to resurrect the dead and uh -huh. judge all, right? Matthew chapter 13, verse uh, 40 through 43 verse yeah. 49, Matthew chapter 25, 41 and 46. So uh, that, that is what is spoken of. So he is judging the world through his gospel, which is the rod of his strength, the rod of iron. 
Uh, in John chapter 12, verse 48, Jesus says, I'm not going to judge them on the last day, but my word will judge them on the last day, right? So it's, it, it's, the, it's the word of Christ that's going to judge everybody on the last day. So yeah, I believe he's coming. Physically. Physically, physically, physically coming. coming. Okay. Earth, okay, cool, cool, cool. To all resurrect right. the dead and to judge all. So okay. All uh, so see it on the usual battle. See it in that, and everybody's going to see that. And how are you going to see if that hasn't happened yet? That has not happened yet. You know what I mean? That <laughs> definitely in history has not been recorded. You know what I mean? No, like, every, everybody. That did not happen back in the mud floods. No. No. <laughs> Bro, that's funny. I'm glad that you said that because I know there's some people that, uh, well, you know what? The cool thing about my friend that does expose that type of stuff is he does say that it's a conspiracy theory. It's a theory and it's not. I'm glad he says that. I don't want him to just, I don't know if he's going to listen to this. Uh, I, I He knows something. I love you, bro. Uh, but he he does uh, have, uh, I'm, I'm listening to his, uh, his, his, his series, so I'm not done with it yet. So I don't want to talk about it yet. But anyways, yeah, there's a, there is a theory out there where they talk about uh, that they, you know, that he came back in the mud floods or something. Right. So yeah. Anyways. Let's let's keep going with what we got going because this is we're we're, we're talking scripture yeah, here. Not when, when were the mud floods? <laughs> I don't want even want to get into it. I love Dave because Dave's he oh, knows about all this stuff, man. I don't even. <laughs> but but when were the mud floods? If I didn't see it, then that's not fair. <laughs> well, <laughs> Dave, go ahead. Uh, okay, so when when Jesus does come back, it's a, so this this thousand years. Um, you believe that that has to happen first before Jesus comes back to Earth to judge everybody, right? The other right. people. So, so to get to get the start of the thousand years, I go to Revelation twenty, verse one through three, and the binding okay. of Satan. Okay. So he was bound at the cross, and the gospel went out to the nation. So the thousand years is symbolic of a long, complete time period, okay. and that is the drawback of the of you know my viewpoints, the millennial viewpoint. Yeah. I can't take it as a literal thousand years. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that is a drawback of it. I'll admit that if somebody is looking for a little, a literal a thousand years, they can't wrap their mind around it. But it is it is symbolic, just like uh, Satan's not a dragon. That's symbolic. The the chain, you can't chain a spiritual being. Right. So those are all symbols that are used to describe something that spiritually happens. So Satan was found. And Christ started reigning. The beginning of Christ's reign was when he ascended to the right hand of the Father. And Peter says proof of that is the Holy Spirit came down in Pentecost. And then further proof of his kingdom kingdom coming in power was the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, which happened exactly how he described it in the Olivet Discourse. Yep. Now, if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and starting in verse 23, it's talking about the resurrection. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15 is, well, is actually one of the chapters that dispensationalists will, will like to point to as the rapture at the end of the chapter. What they miss is in the middle of the chapter. It says, uh, but every man in his own order, Christ, the first fruits, and afterwards that are Christ at his coming. Then yeah. cometh the end. Then cometh the end. It's a wrap. When he shall deliver it up the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God isn't future. It's now. And when he comes... That's it for for this stage of the kingdom. Then it's resurrection. And from that point, it's an eternal kingdom. And that lines up with Matthew chapter 13 and Psalm 37, that it is the righteous or the meek that shall inherit the earth and the wicked shall be cut off. 
That's Psalm 37, so and that's Act, Matthew 13. We got Acts, Acts 7, uh, also Acts 7, uh, verse 55, uh, when Stephen was, was saying that um, uh, this is just, a, you know, just to show you that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. He says, but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. So he's already on the throne, already ready to go, you know. So that's just a little, little another verse just to prove, you know. <laughs> just too when God uh, says go get them, then, then, then Jesus got to go. So, so Jason was pointing out a lot of these uh, is isms in that popped up in the 19th centuries, right? The cults that deny the deity of Christ, and like the Mormons that come up with their their planet that you can inherit, you know, so you can have. But there's a lot of them that came through, like even <laughs> even the uh, uh, what is it? What is that? What is that? Uh, what is that place that I was that I was going to talk about? Oh, the Salvation Army. That started in, in, in like the 1800s and started taking away like Calvinism, all these different like Lutheranism, all this stuff started changing the way people started worshiping and they started following to they didn't kick the traditions out. So you still have traditions that are like people don't understand that when you celebrate Easter, you're not celebrating Easter yourself, you should be celebrating Passover. You, when, when you start celebrating certain things, you start, you start perverting the word, you start getting in, you start getting caught up in these false doctrines and god and jesus even said there, there's gonna be wolves among the sheep there's gonna be sheep among the wolves that are wolves among the sheep that will not that that, that will that will trick you you gotta be looking for these false teachers that, that if i suggest everyone go through the seven churches of of of, of in revelations read the ephesus all the way to laodicea and you read about it and just say man just check it out and see where and see where these these all have versions of all the churches these days inside these inside these seven churches jesus picked them for a certain reason because he knew that this is how it's going to spread the the devil the, the devil starting to learn how to spread his word perverting it changing the names nomenclature of the whole thing is different but it's the same names oh jesus christ mary you got you got these perverted worship worship of mary of 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 even even worshiping of jesus they they, they worship some people worship this is how you worship pervertedly you spiritually compromise yourself because you you don't want to read the word you want to just go the easy way and not really get into the actual factual of the context of the whole of the whole book of the bible you, you start getting into it you start realizing man th this is not what's like you said this is not what's taught this stuff is what's taught to me now man i'm brainwashed almost like you got to really go through and really fix yourself to have a change of your that's heart. What happened, that's what happened to me. Cause I was, <laughs> once we had Dave on the show, I'm like, I'm like, Hey Dave, I'm going to send you my, uh, my end times revelation timeline. And he was like, ah, why'd you do Like he just, he just knew I had a lot of stuff that was that, that was just because he knows I was dispensationalist Calvary chapel. You could tell everything I said, it lines up exactly, exactly with the dispensationalist view. And then Dave came on the first show and then I'm like, he like, he erased my brain. Like I was on that uh, men in black and he's like, look into this light. And I'm like, Oh, and then all this, he just like rearranging our, our, uh, our, our, um, my mind on, on the end times, which is great. You know, it's good to discuss all this stuff, you know, but and the I denominations are doing it that they're, they're having these different denominations that are teaching all this different stuff. And you're like, man, that's not, and right. <laughs> I, I can kind of get into uh real, real fast uh, before you finish your, your thought, Dave, um, what you guys have to watch out as conspiracy theorists, you know, uh, you know, there's like the, the zeitgeist, the Santos, Bonacci, uh, Jordan Maxwell, all these guys will give you conspiracy theories 
with, 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 with all due respect, they are great with conspiracies, man. That I have, they have, they have, but that's like the honey that, 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 that to your ears, you know, and um, they presented, that's the bait, which they use. And then they, they end up t- teaching you all these conspiracy theories. And you're like, wow, this, and, and they're hitting home, like on every single thing. But then when it comes to the Bible, they're going to tell you it's a great story. You know what I mean? They say that, that Jesus never existed. They're going to tell you that Jesus is the S U N uh, which, which doesn't make sense because son in Hebrew and then S U N in Hebrew are, are, they don't sound the same as they do in English. So it just doesn't make sense. That whole thing, the whole zeitgeist stuff is all fabricated, but, um, some people will get stuck and, and what you have to watch out is second uh, Corinthians 11 uh, verses one through four. And, and all oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly. And indeed you do bear with me for, for I am a jealous for you with godly jealousy for I have, uh, betroth you one husband i may present you as a, a chaste person to christ but i fear less somehow as the serpent deceived eve uh by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in christ for which who comes preaches another jesus whom have not preached or you receive a different spirit which you have not received or a different gospel which you have not accepted you may well put up with it um so matthew 10 33 but whoever shall deny me before men uh, him also deny before my father, which is in heaven. So all these people are going to be, this is what's going to happen. Okay. They're denying Jesus. Uh, Matthew 10 32, it says, whoever therefore shall confess me before men, him, uh, will I confess before my father, which is in heaven. Jeremiah 17, 10, I, the Lord search the heart. I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Um, and then also second Peter two, one, I'll just finish it off with this. But we were false, but there are false prophets also among the people, even as they shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. So, guys, just be careful out there uh, with, with all this. Uh, you know, they're just denying Christ and all this stuff. You got to be careful. But, Dave, go ahead and uh, uh, finish up with what you're saying. I know it has to line up with the, I just had to say that, get that oh. out, I guess. Right. So what I wanted to point out with Revelation chapter 20 is there's some things in there that we didn't know were in there. If you come from a dispensational premillennial viewpoint, and then there's clearly not stuff that there's stuff in there that we don't know. And then there's stuff in there that we thought wasn't there. But the gist of it is what I'm trying to tell you when you go back to Daniel chapter seven, where the son of man comes on the cloud of heaven and receives his kingdom. This this last beast seeks to change the time and the law. The only law we're under right now is the law of Christ, which is the gospel. The time is the time of the kingdom. They've tried to redefine the time of the kingdom and say it's future and not present. In doing so, they've changed the gospel because the gospel is the kingdom, right? Jesus came. He is Lord over all things. He fulfilled the covenants. And so when the New Testament authors say Jesus fulfilled the Davidic covenant, the Abrahamic covenant, and the Moses covenant, and then you have pastors saying, no, no, he didn't. They're, they're calling Peter, Paul, and Jesus, you know, liars. They're calling the New Testament liars, and they're seeking to drag you back and interpret the Old Testament like the Pharisees did, right? Mm-hmm. No, he's spoken to us in these last days by his son because nobody had a clue what the kingdom was and what the promises meant until Jesus came to tell them. And even after he resurrected from the dead, he had to tell his his disciples, you you fools, so slow to know 
all that was spoken of me, that I would die and raise from the dead on the third day. All these things written must be fulfilled. So nobody had a clue till he came and he opened their mind to the scriptures. So the scriptures are opened through Christ. You can only see it through Christ. If you read the Old Testament, the veil is still upon those who read it uh, from Moses, right? And, and the veil is lifted in Christ. So when you look at Revelation chapter 20, it has to match the rest of the Bible. So you see Psalm 110, he's ruling in the midst of his enemies. You see Psalm chapter 2, the king is on Mount Zion, right? He receives, you know, the nations for his inheritance and the uttermost ends of the earth for his possession. So kings and judges, be careful. Kiss the sun now when his anger is kindled but a little. So if you get the second coming doctrines from the gospels and epistles, and you get the definition of the kingdom from the Bible, then you look at Revelation chapter 20, it all fits like a glove. It's not some future time. He already has all power in heaven and earth. His kingdom already came like he said it did. So that, that's, that's the key part. So you can unravel all these false kingdoms within the church or without the church or within the new age because they talk about the kingdom of God extensively in the writings of, of Blavatsky and Bailey. You know, mm -hmm. I've read quite a few of them. I went through a lot. And I, and I discovered instead of sitting there quoting from all these people and pointing people towards videos or whatever, the simple doctrines of who Jesus is unravels and exposes everything because your salvation is based on him yeah. and they will try to discredit the written word and get rid of the written bible and to get you to not look at that and well just let that's your interpretation let the holy spirit lead you to whatever interpretation you want you hear <laughs> that all the time too yeah. no there's one intended meaning by the author of the bible which jesus is the author and finisher of our faith right mm -hmm. hebrews 12 2 yeah. So there's one intended meaning, and you interpret scripture with scripture. So the New Testament, it defines the Old Testament promises, and then you interpret scripture with scripture. So, you know, if you're trying to expose the error of Daniel's 70th week, well, hey, find me one other verse that says that Antichrist confirms a covenant or a peace treaty with anybody anywhere in the Bible. Let's see your list of scripture. Well, there is none, right? Mm. But there's a whole litany of verses that say Jesus Christ confirmed the covenant, including from his own word. You know, this mm -hmm. is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins, word for word, right out of uh, Daniel chapter 9. So, so scripture with scripture, and scripture is the only authority. Like Josh said, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, correcting, rebuking, and training so that man may be fully equipped for every good work. It is, it is everything that you need is the word it is the daily bread it is the living water so give us this day our daily bread get in the word study the word and yeah that's old testament new testament it's it's all there it, you, you don't need to like uh you know don't 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 when anybody if anybody that's trying to teach you falsely and tell you, well the old testament you know that that you know that, that's all gnostic stuff when they start saying that the god of the old testament is it was evil that's satan that's lucifer that's that's all just mixing your mind up but that just be careful guys when you guys have uh, teachers I, that teach you this type of stuff i, I like to say that it, i like to hear that i heard it uh is the old testament is the new testament re, uh concealed and the new testament is the old testament revealed i, I think it's i think that's how it goes I, I don't know if that sounds right but 
it's that that's how it is it's like you gotta you, yeah that, <laughs> thanks man <laughs> so you go what you're saying is scripture for scripture you go with that way you're not gonna you're not gonna veer you're not gonna veer off you're gonna stay the light stay light that that's that, that's what I, I like that I, I think that's i like I, so I okay so revelation 20 verse 7 when they talks about um satan's rebellion crushed right so after the thousand years um, it says that Satan will be released to deceive the nations, which are the four corners of the earth, Gog, Magog. So you believe that that's what Satan's doing right now is, is deceiving the nations. So you think the thousand years are already up. He's deceiving the nations on your timeline. When does the Antichrist come? When does the false prophet come? And when does uh, Armageddon and, and all that happen? Because well, the 20th century was the bloodiest century that there, there has been. Correct. Yeah, I, I mean... There's a couple ways you could look at it. Um, now, I, I view Revelation chapter 20 and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 being in parallel. So it says that the man of sin, the son of perdition in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is revealed in his time, but he won't be revealed until there's a falling away first, right? So we he's either loosed, and he's been loose, and we're uh -huh. living in that season, or we're in the falling away before he's you know, the true Luciferian agenda is revealed, which they're going to destroy the old system. If And, and I believe that in the writings and the Bible, both map, right? So they built this CB system. I believe the CB is the current new world order, right? It has seven heads and 10 horns. It's not an individual, right? It's a total system and it has the seed of Satan. It represents Satan, which is the current the current world order, but they're going to destroy it, which is the burning of the harlot system, Babylon, so that they can bring in their age of Aquarius, their golden age. Now mm -hmm. that that's my guess on that. This other stuff that I was showing you, that's, that's flat out second coming doctrine, right? That's, that's doctrine. Well, this stuff that I'm giving you is not doctrine. It's just my guess, right? It's yeah. my theory. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I do view Gog Magog of Revelation chapter 20 is the same Gog Magog of uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39. So especially Ezekiel chapter 38, it matches very, very well. So the camp of the saints is all the believers in the world. So in the book of Revelation, you have the city of man versus the city of God. Mystery Babylon versus New Jerusalem, right? So you're either a citizen of New Jerusalem or you're a citizen of Babylon. It's one or the other, right? It's sheep and goats. It's wheat and tares. It's, you have that division. So it's spiritual. It's a spiritual division. So when the whole world is deceived and comes against the camp of the saints, yeah, it sure looks like what's going on, you know, now. And like Jason said, the 20th century was the bloodiest century of all time. And they don't even talk about a lot of this stuff. They don't talk about the Bolshevik revolution and the millions that were murdered there to, to take over that nation, right? So it, the, the atrocities are, are unbelievable, you know? And you guys yeah. covered a little bit in your last episode of, of America and all the occult symbolism in America, but some of the ideas of America are also Luciferian, right? Self-governing. Right. We're going to govern our, ourselves. We don't need to be subjected to the law of, of God. Right. And that's what the Bible says. So we're all under the law of Christ. All our earthly laws should should come under the law of God. So if we yeah. reject God, we're, we're we're again, we want to govern on ourselves. We're, we're just like back in Psalm two. 
uh, we're we're conspiring against the Lord and His anointed. You know, well, but they're laughing that, at us in derision, right? They de don't worry, because they dedicated it. They did. They did. They dedicated the the Senate or something to Brahma. So don't worry, guys. Yeah, but they're doing it. what they feel is right. <laughs> that's that's different. When you when you do what you're doing, what your what their heart feels is right. Hearts, man, are evil at heart, no matter what. That you have to have a change of heart to even to even do your do, to even come to oh, Christ. You can't just just come here and still be evil and be like, oh yeah, I. I here I worship Christ, but back here I, I don't I don't give a crap about none of that. I just do what I, I did have. I did have one more thing. I did have one quote that I wanted to share from uh, a Bill Cooper's show. He was quoting from Alice Bailey, and she said that the Christ is going to return not to judge us, but to help us and to <laughs> save us from our sins. Right. So that goes right along with all this love and acceptance and so the christ he, he's not coming back to judge us he's coming back to help us to offer up solutions to save us from ourselves because you know we're not doing very well but you're already <laughs> saved when he died on the cross that's well, your, if you believe he's, that, that faith. he's quoting uh alice bailey know, she says, see, yeah. how, see how you twist that they twist that they twist that love even the word love like God says it like what one time in the Old Testament? God mentions it like a couple of times in the Old Testament. Like 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 he doesn't he doesn't say it much about like like that's that's why that's it's, it's crazy like like you it's not about just loving your neighbor and that's it. I I respect my neighbor. It's all good, but you know I I I I do what I want. Well, that well the two the two uh, commandments that Jesus talked about was love thy yeah, neighbor as you love thyself and also love. Love the Lord with all your heart. So that that the Lord's name in vain. Love covers a multitude of sins. But the way she's she's twisting it is that that she's twisting it as because the Antichrist, uh, I believe, is a physical you know person. But you're leading. You're leading. She, you're leading people listen, down the wrong road. The, what I'm saying, yeah, exactly. They're leading them wrong way. Like what happens is he's going to come in peace, like that. He's going to come in love. That's that's the way he's going to come. So yeah, people. God, yeah, but, so all these people are going to be deceived into saying, "See, Christians, we are right. See, this is the Christ." And yeah, then all the people that don't gonna come back like that, he already came like that. I know, I know, I know. He's coming back as a judge, the, yes, the real Jesus, a man. But the Christ that that Dave is referring to, that that uh, Alice Bailey is referring to, she's setting it up like a like a toss, yeah. so that all the people follow that. You know what I mean? And they they all get deceived. You know, so you're perverting it your own. And and by the way, anybody that uh, that's listening to this podcast that that is a conspiracy theorist that that is a new ager. If you guys want to follow the same stuff that Oprah follows, and you want to be a new ager, and 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 we 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 try to expose Luciferian doctrines and expose Lucifer and expose Gnostics and expose duality. We try to expose that on these podcasts here, guys. So if you guys want to be a new ager and follow all this stuff, you're following the same doctrines like i said as oprah winfrey do you really want to be doing that you know what i mean think about it guys because i know there's a lot of people that are that are conspiracy theorists podcasters that are still looking for their spirituality even though i i try to tell you that the truth is right here in the bible that that it's it's so easy to find spirit all you got to do is just read the bible the real truth and and then let, let that be your foundation instead of going off into searching with DMT, searching in the mushroom world or searching in the acid world, trying to find uh, spirituality, trying to talk to spirits, trying to go to psychics, trying to read tarot cards, trying to have all this different stuff. Dude, the, it's easy. It's all right here. 
God is the all knowing God. You, you, you have all the answers right here in the Bible. It's here guys. So I just want to let you guys know that it's, it's, it just, it just, for some reason, it just gets to me when people are trying to be new agey or Gnostic and, 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 and then they're still trying to expose Freemasons and Jesuits. It's like, you, you guys have the same religion as them. So stop doing that. You know what I mean? It's God versus the devil. It's not, you know, versus evil. It's not the devil versus Osiris and the devil versus it's, it's good versus evil. It's God versus the devil guys. And you guys don't understand that. So you need to be on this side of it, not the new age side. That's what the new world order wants you to be doing. I'm telling you, man. But anyway, sorry, man. It's easy to change your, cause you're not devoted to anything. So you just be a slave to whatever you want that, whatever they want to put out there, whatever they can change their minds on it. And, and like I said, you're going to start phasing out. I feel like they're going to start trying to start, like they said, that, 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 that falling away comes with phasing out the real, the real way to worship God. It's just, yeah. it's just like Cain trying to do the able, trying to phase out the, just right off the bat, trying to phase out the word of God. And that's not what you're going to do. You're going to, you're, when that happens, you have yeah. a real, you have a real problem and it's going to be way worse. The nations are going to be, this is, this is nothing. So, so what Josh was saying is, is perfectly right. So all, all those people that are doing that are maybe holding on to new age doctrines, but exposing Freemasons and Jesuits, you're just falling right into the dialectic and you're not seeing the true light. The only true light is Christ. So don't follow the false light yes. of of Satan who disguises himself as an angel of the light. So you're falling for that dialectic and you're following a false Christ in the scripture that Josh read earlier. I think it was second Corinthians chapter 11, another Christ, another spirit and another gospel. So the, the gospel's clear. Jesus is Lord. He is, he is the ruler and controller of this world and judgment will sit. So you have second Thessalonians chapter two, where the son of perdition is going to be revealed in his time and God sends a strong delusion so that they may believe a lie because they love not the truth. What is the truth? The law of Christ, the gospel. And they even sought to change the times and the seasons. But First yeah. Timothy chapter 6, it says, Jesus Christ in his times, he will show who is the only potentate, the king of kings and lord of lords. Only potentate, only ruler. There's only one ruler, and it's Christ. So this is judgment that's coming down upon the whole world. And the only way that you can protect yourself is to be within Christ. And you may have to die for your faith. You may. In the book of Revelation, you have the saints. Yeah, you have the saints being killed, killed, killed throughout the book of Revelation, physically here on earth. But yet, in heaven, they're given vindication. Because they yeah. inherit eternal life. They're part of the first resurrection. So you, you can believe the Bible or you can throw it out. And, you know, so that's what it comes down to. It comes down to the word of Christ. So yeah. if you change the word or you believe a different word, you're going to be like in Matthew chapter 7, the house on the sand instead of the house on the rock. Yes. Yeah. Truth is where the word and the D become one, where you're, where you're, you're, you're reading, you're taking it in. And you're living the you're living it out. Your ambassadorship to Christ, and because if you read all the epistles of, of Paul, that he mentions Christ all throughout the whole time. He ain't stopping. He he says you got to be in Christ. You got to be in Christ. You got doesn't say Christ is in you. You got to be in. You got you got to be in Christ. You got to get that. You got to be. You got to be 
always knowing that he he gave up his his one and only son for you. That's God's God's way of showing you. I mean, business, dude. Even 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 in April when when he, when he did it to Abraham and asked asked him to sacrifice Isaac. That's right there. That's a you're gonna give the ultimate sacrifice to me. Cool, man. I'll provide my own lamb. I'm gonna give my ultimate sacrifice to you. And that that's how that's how you go with the New Testament. Old Testament, like we were saying, like you start going and start putting it together. It's like, let me tell you guys, okay? It's serious business. Yep. It's like, okay, if you're a police officer and you're going out, this is something my pastor said today, which I, I thought it was pretty good, man. If you're a police officer and you're going to go out, you know, without your weapon, you're, you're not going to do that. You know, that's, that's serious business. If you forget your gun, that's stupid. So listen, guys, it's serious business. So it's so, you know, it's, 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 it's like, it's serious what we're even doing here because there's souls on the line. So when we're speaking and we're talking to you guys, um, some of you might not be saved yet. Some of you might be conspiracy theorists, you know, just chasing that, all these, you know, these rabbit holes and everything that, and, and I'm, and I'm fine with that, but we're really, like I said, on, on our last podcast, I'm here to bring the word of God to the conspiracy theorists. Okay. I'm trying to bring the Bible into the home of the conspiracy theorists. I'm also trying to teach the, the Christians about conspiracies too, because I want you to be able to recognize Satan when he's there, recognize these lies, recognize these secret societies. But our, our main intention is to be able to, to, to get those people that are not saved yet to get saved. And it's serious business. It really is, you know, and, and uh, that's why we like to bring, uh, you know, people like Dave on to, to break down stuff like this, you know, and, and I, I think the episode ended up being good, but you guys need to understand something that life is not about yourself and finding everything in you and everything's about you. And you want to just sit there and, and, you know, it's, it's not about that. And it's not about the temporal, the temporal, if you, if you had a rope, that was that was eternity. This little life we live is so small. It's barely anything. It's not about the temporal. It's it's literally about eternity. And the only way to get eternity is is uh, John three sixteen. Forever, you know, forever who believeth him uh, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's it. Okay, guys. So we just want to just you know, this is serious stuff, guys. And I, you'll be, but you gotta be like you said. You gotta be fruitful. Whatever you learn, if you're learning it the wrong way and teaching it the wrong way, you're not being fruitful. You're actually damning somebody else. You know, don't, don't, it's okay to damn yourself. Damn yourself is uh, that you want to do that. That's fine. You want to send yourself to hell. You want to do that. That's fine. Cause hell is a real place. But if, if you do that, if you don't want, if you want and you learn the word the right way, you don't decipher it and try to say that it's, it's this way and that. No, you have to, God is the best one that's going to teach it to you to the Holy Spirit. You take it to the Holy Spirit. He's going to, He's gonna make you see, open your, open up your eyes, and see that 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 you just you kids cannot just go through life being taught something and then just that's it. That that that's what it is. No, you have to research yourself, question it. I'm like, man, this is not right. That the way they teach this is not right. Even you know what? Screw if you if you're looking for a church, start your church at home with your family or get 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 in the in home type of, of of teachings yourself. You know, you could pop in a DVD. You could you could watch anything on YouTube and 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 have some cup of coffee and talk about it and have a discussion, have church at home first, because that's an acts all through acts. It was, it was, it was always starting to talk, taught in homes. You were taught in homes. You were, there was no physical place to have church, go to church and just keep it. You were, cause you weren't allowed to do it back then. So you have to understand that you start in the homes and then you get spread, spread it rightly. Just, you know, look at the word and, and really learn it and really learn, learn, learn the languages, learn the different terms they use throughout the whole Bible. Learn, try to learn it. 
And, 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 and if you do, you start to see like, wow, man, this is not what it means. This is not, this is not what it meant back then because the unperverted word of God is, is the word to breathe, breath, breathe, word God breathe right there. But when you get to the perversion of it, I'm telling you, you start reading Greg Laurie's version of the Bible, his editor, you go through, you're like, wow, man, that's not what it says. You're telling me, hey, dude, Jesus is your buddy, man. He's no, not now. He was your buddy before he was, he was, he was, he was crucified. Now he's coming back as, hey, hey, I told you, you guys didn't believe me. Now, now you didn't watch. I came, I didn't come. I'm not coming soon. He says he's going to be coming quickly. That means he's going to come, snatch, and then judge. And you're like, wow, man, I didn't, I missed all that. I'm now, I'm, now I'm stuck in the, the tribulation. Now I'm stuck in hell or whatever, whatever that's going to be. That's not, you, you got, you can't just do that to other people either preaching the word because like even us, Josh, we're, we're teaching about it, Dave. We're teaching on a, on a, on a platform. So you have to hire, you have to, you have to really study the word and hold yourself in high regards to other people that try to spit the, spit the, the word of, of Christ in here because like, man, I've, if someone listens to it like, oh man, I like that what they say, but then we're not teaching it the right way. You'd be like, Hey man, that's, that's on yeah. us. God's going to say, Hey man, what were you doing right there? You know, I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, that was not what I said. And Dave, Dave's going scripture for scripture. So I can't argue with him. No, I can't argue with Dave or, or my brother. I, I can't, I'm not arguing here because I, I I'm in agreement with him right now because scripture is scripture. Yeah. No matter what, what you say, or you, you cannot spin in a different way. Yeah, I, I agree. It's important. Right. <laughs> Dave, you got, uh, you got anything else where I think we're running up on about an hour and 20 minutes. I think, I think we did pretty good so far. Anything else? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. I just got one more scripture that uh, Colossians chapter one, verse 13, 12 and 13. It says, giving thanks unto the father, which hath made us meet to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and earth, mm. visible Amen. and invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers, all things were created by him and for him. So right there in those verses, you have delivering into his kingdom. You have the atonement through his blood for the forgiveness of sins. And you have the deity of Jesus Christ all packed in there in those uh, four or five verses right there. Those verses are strong too, man. That's, that's whenever you talk about the Trinity, that's, that's something that you could just bring up like immediately and say everything was created through Christ. Right. So yeah, his deity is there. That that's amazing verses. And, and guys, just to let you guys know uh, another thing oh, I was, well, you said principalities, right? So even, even the, even the stuff that's evil is still, the devil still serves God's purpose and will no matter what. So whatever, whatever decision he's making is still serving his purpose. It's still going to serve. His, yes. Yes. His, his judgment goes out through them and through, you know, e evil men and evil governments can punish other people. So, you know, even our own government is, is pretty evil these days, but yeah. it's serving a purpose. They're not there unless, you know, God sovereignly had them there. Right. So you yep. see that throughout the old Testament that God would use one pagan empire to, lay waste to an, another empire right over and over and over babylon he used so, babylon he used, he used babylon he right. used persia he used right. to, 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 yeah all right so guys i'll end it i'll end it here i'm gonna say this guys 
anybody that wants to try to go against the Bible or try to say that God, you know, of the Old Testament's Lucifer or God did this in the Bible or he did this. Where were you when he binded Pilates? You know, where were you when he created the earth? How long have you been on this earth? What, 50 years, 40 years? He's been here for eternity. Okay. So if you want to try to judge what the Old Testament God did or Father God or anything like that, you need to study the scripture for real. Don't depend on someone else to interpret the scripture for you because I know a lot of people out there that are trying to say God of the Old Testament is Lucifer or all this stuff. You're not studying the word and diligently studying the word. What you're doing is you're taking other people's advice from it uh, or you are definitely interpreting the scriptures wrong, you know? So I just want to tell you guys that. And also, please guys, uh, if you could, uh, I just want to kind of just say a prayer to, to end it in prayer uh, and, and just hopefully you guys are open and, and aware to this type of stuff. And I hopefully we can help you guys that are that are kind of on that, you know, you're, you're, you're on the tippy scale of the new age spirituality and then thinking about becoming Christian or whatever. Hopefully we can help you to to come to, you know, the, the, the scripture and and hopefully we can help you to come to, to Jesus. So. Uh, we're going to end this in, in, in prayer. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for giving us a clear connection. Thank you so much for uh, uh, introducing us to Dave once again. Uh, and I just want to say, Lord, please, Father God, in the name of Jesus, help us and uh, to to explain this stuff, you know, in the correct way so that, um, or to explain your scriptures in the correct way so that it does help people to come to you. Okay, Lord, uh, help us to to get these new age people, these spiritual people, these people that are addicted to, uh, you know, the psychedelics or addicted to drugs, help them to, uh, you know, break those chains, break those cycles, Lord, please break, break these generational curses of people that are, that are, um, you know, that are, that are veering away from your word, Lord, please. And any, any podcaster out there, Lord, if you could please help them to, to come to you, Lord, uh, you are the truth. Uh, you know, Jesus is the, the way, the truth, the life. We need people to come to him um, and stop spreading these, these lies, you know. Thank you for everything, Lord. We appreciate everything you do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much for the show, Dave. We really appreciate you coming back. Uh, we'll have you back on again, you know, at, at some point soon, you know. Uh, I know you always have some great, <laughs> great subjects. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. No problem. And uh, let me just. Oh, he cut out? Uh, hey, Dave. Oh, he's nice. He's back on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hey, God bless you. Sorry, uh, I think something happened right there where it just it got messed up. But God bless you guys, and thank you for listening. Good conversation. Appreciate you.